This is a moment uh, that I hope all Canadians feel part of because my appointment reflects our collective progress towards building a more inclusive, just and equitable society. There we have it. That is our new Governor General. It was a surprise announcement, and the honor goes to Mary Simon, who is a Inuit leader and is very qualified and has done a lot of things in her life. It was a surprise, though, because we didn't know um, an announcement was imminent, and then we wondered, and as I said before, you know, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, what's he going to do, and and how's it going to tell us about his mindset for the election and all the trouble that is surrounding the Liberals, including the Indigenous file. It is big trouble right now. Let's talk about it. Just one of the things that we're going to throw at our CounterPoint panel, brought to you by Pizzaville, at pizzaville.ca, and... Here's our panel. Kelly Harris, principal at Harris Public Affairs, columnist and former director of legislative affairs for the Ontario. Okay. We, I am reading the wrong part of our script. However, there is Mary Simon. We are going, not going to go into a panel. And instead, we have a great guest right now as we talk about what happened and the announcement today of the Governor General. Senator Patrick Brazeau is with us live. He knows this story. Former National Chief for the Congress of Aboriginal People. Senator Brazeau, welcome. Good evening. How are you this evening? I am good, and I'm happy to talk to you. And I'm sorry I jumped forward there. Um, I, I'm wondering from your point of view, and it's a very distinct point of view, and it's a very individual um, point of view with all your experience, when you heard this announcement, what were you thinking? Well, first and foremost, I was uh, obviously very happy for for uh, for Mary Simon and, and her family, and also for the Indigenous community, uh, because it's important to have Indigenous peoples in in key positions within uh, the structure of government. Uh, but but having said that, uh, oftentimes, uh, unfortunately, uh, it can be a mark of symbolism by governments. Uh, but uh, hopefully, and and with all the stories about the the uh, the children, the indigenous children, the mass graves being found, uh, and and there seems to be a lot of momentum uh, in discussing indigenous issues because I think uh, indigenous Canadians and and Canadians alike are are, are tired of uh, inaction by by uh, whoever uh, is in the federal government, whether it's the conservatives or, or the liberals. Uh, and uh, and history has has, has demonstrated that that the, the, doesn't matter who is at the helm of government, uh, they do the bare minimum uh, in, in what they're supposed to do because they they have jurisdiction for for indigenous peoples and uh, and land for indigenous peoples, but uh, they're not fulfilling uh, their obligations under the constitution. And I think it's time that uh, you know we had this discussion during the Meech Lake and Charlottetown Accords and. Uh, I, I think uh, that these are the transformative changes that need to take place. And given my my 20 experience uh, already in Indigenous and non-Indigenous politics, um, you know, my office conducted uh, research looking exactly into the political relationship between mm-hmm. First Nations and the federal government. Uh, and so I think, uh, you know, I, I've, I've taken a step back for uh, quite a number of years and asked myself the question, 
because I, I used to be part of the Conservative caucus. I used to be part of government. Yes. And mm-hmm. even even myself, I was asking, why aren't things moving uh, more quickly and why aren't governments asking? And so we we, uh, we looked into this report and uh, essentially the conclusion is that uh, things have to change. And unless and until a prime minister decides that enough is enough in how we deal with Indigenous peoples, then very little will change. And so... Uh, I think uh, hopefully, uh, you know, this is a contribution uh, towards uh, the discussion that needs to happen in my personal opinion. You know, I I looked at your report. It's extensive. And one of the big takeaways is it doesn't matter. I mean, the report goes into commissions of inquiry. It goes into Supreme Court decisions. It goes into, as you say, all governments, liberal government promises in the past that didn't happen, conservative government promises that did not happen, Senator. You know, considering all the history that has happened, it appears, and I'm not you, but it appears to Canadians as they look at this, that this is a moment. I've been saying that over and over. What happens from it, it remains to be seen. Do you feel that? Do you feel that Canadians are responding? Is there an opening there that you see? Well, I, I think that uh, essentially with uh, the discoveries of, uh, of dead Indigenous children who uh, were brought to, uh, you know, what the government call residential schools, uh, to get them educated, right? And I obviously people are seeing that uh, Indigenous peoples were, were right all along and were right for, for many decades in, in trying to advance their stories forward and, and tell us exactly what happened at those residential schools, but, um, you know, fell on deaf ears. And, and now people are seeing uh, the proof and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hurtful for Indigenous peoples. It, it, it's, you know, Indigenous peoples are, are angry, but like myself, I think that Indigenous peoples are, have been very patient. Um, but I, I think that, uh, the, the, you know, unless and until uh, the government will actually do what is necessary to n- not just to, to fix the relationship, but uh, to bring some reparation to the wrongs that they have collectively done. Um, you know, I don't think that much will change. And, you know, I had written a speech about my my report uh, to give in the mm-hmm. Senate, and I wasn't able to give it. And ironically, uh, much of what I was going to uh, say in that speech are things that I said 20 years ago. And so uh, I've decided as, as an individual, as an Indigenous Canadian uh, who happens uh, to be in the Senate, that, uh, you know, I have to do what, it, what I feel is necessary so that in 20 years from now, I won't be giving the same speeches when, when my, my young children are older And to find out that, again, uh, very little has changed. All right, let me ask you, you know, we're seeing some reaction. We have schools burning. We have uh, a a calling out about the the churches burning. And some are saying that this is what happens. You know, I've talked to a a couple of factions within the, the Indigenous community. This is what happens when people are hurt. We see that when people take to the streets and and they get they get violent. And then we have others who are saying, well, come together. We're also seeing in BC today that there was a threat to stop the trains and because the reaction was very slow after what happened in Linton. Are you seeing a, a reaction within the Indigenous community on this? Are, are we seeing anger here? How are you looking at all that? 
Well, what I see is uh, first and foremost a lot of hurt uh, because if you if you you know there, there there's been so much uh, generational trauma uh, within Indigenous communities because of the effects of residential schools, and you know I I've started asking uh, questions to to government representatives is that you know how can we um, expect First Nations people just to be on their own. You, you, when we send your, 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 your grandmother or your mother or somebody in your family to residential school, there, there's been consequences, uh, there's been ripple effects. And, and so how can we expect them to be well people in life? And so there's a lot of talk these days and for the last couple of years mm-hmm. about reconciliation. Well, at one point we had discussions about gathering strength. We had discussions about First Nations being a third order of government. We had discussions about Kelowna Accord. We had discussions about, uh, you know, uh, other issues dealing with First Nations people. But, you know, we're, we're not having these discussions today. And so, it, it, you know, I just see a lot of hurt. And before we talk about reconciliation, um, and because, you know, I, I, I had some, some personal problems, which mm-hmm. almost led me to, uh, to commit suicide. But before there's any reconciliation, there has to be reparation within and, and, and the government needs to repair what, what they have done. And they have broken families, they have broken communities, and they have broken nations. And, and they just want, regardless if they're conservative or liberal, they just want to move on. Well, let's make amends now. Let's reconciliate. Well, there's reparation when you look, to be done. Uh, Senator Brazil, you know, you brought up your personal problems. When you look at your personal problems, are they tied into this, do you think? Well, I, obviously, with, with uh, some of the experiences that I've had uh, in dealing with systemic racism, being part of a formerly part of a political party and the way uh, I was treated there, uh, there's, there, there's obviously a lot more things that, that I can shed light with respect to this, but that's not, uh, that's not my purpose and that's not my point uh, at this particular time. But, you know, I, I, obviously, there, there's some experiences there that... Uh, uh, that, that you know uh, comes to light with uh, with the idea of uh, of, uh, of uh, delving into this report, mm-hmm. uh, and, but 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 this is just the beginning because you know there's there's so much more we can look at. Uh, for example, uh, governments like to take a, a lot of credit for things they've done or piece of legislation they've passed for Indigenous peoples, but the fact of the matter is. Uh, usually it's because they've been ordered by the court and, and the Supreme Court to mm-hmm. uh, to do this or to do that. And then, you know, they, 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 they go to the media, issue their news releases saying, well, look at what we did. But they, what is not said is is the fighting, the constant fighting that First Nations people uh, have to do with governments and bringing them to court and asserting their rights. And, and we all know the governments have deep pockets and, you know, they hold the purse. Uh, and so the, these... Uh, these, uh, you know, these types of litigations could go on for, for 10, 15, 20 years. And right. we don't I want to ask you, we're almost out of time, but I want to ask you, will this appointment of an Indigenous Governor General, will it help? It is it's a powerful, it's a powerful job. Well, it, it is an important job. Uh, it is a symbolic job. It is a real job. And so uh, I, I'm very happy. I, I, I first met... Uh, uh, Her Excellency uh, back in the early uh, 2000s uh, and worked with her a little bit at that time when I was working for a Native organization. But like I said at the beginning, it's important to have Indigenous peoples uh, at all levels of government uh, wherever we can because 
there, there, there are just too few of us. And even though, and even some of us who, who do get uh, such positions, mm-hmm. uh, well, the fact of the matter is that uh, when, once we get there, uh, we have very little power and so very little changes. But the more and more we have, perhaps, uh, perhaps things will change a little bit more. But uh, at, the, at the end of the day, it's, it's the Prime Minister of Canada, whether it's Justin Trudeau uh, tomorrow or, or be another Prime Minister, it's up to the Prime Minister of Canada to decide that enough is enough and actually sit down with First Nations people and come up with a plan so that, you know, in 10 or 15 years, we won't be talking about clean drinking water. In 10, 15 years, we Get won't be talking done. about children being yeah, stolen of, by their families. Yeah, yes. Instead of promising. Uh, Senator Patrick Brazeau, thank you for joining us. Former National Chief for the Congress of Aboriginal People. Um, thank you kindly. We appreciate your time. Take care. Thank you. For Alex Pearson, I'm Arlene Bynum. This is On Point Global News Radio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.